And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. Hello and welcome once again to The View from the Lane, the award-winning Tottenham Hotspur podcast from The Athletic. I'm Danny Kelly, your host, and joining us today are The Athletic's James Moore and Tim Spears. Um, of course, we've had, I'm going to tell you the truth, we are doing this at about uh, four o'clock um, on Thursday afternoon. So we know from David Ornstein of The Athletic that the bid uh, from Bayern Munich Harry Kane has been accepted. And now we are left in a situation where we don't know whether uh, he will move on to Bayern Munich or perhaps for whatever reason choose to stay at Spurs. Um, so it's not done yet. Um, James, can you, uh, you've been the one that's been at your desk uh, for the past, well, since since this started at sort of eight o'clock this morning after um, David Ornstein's piece. Can you bring us up to, to, right up to date with the very latest that you have? Yeah, so as uh, as David Ornstein reported this morning, Spurs have accepted a bid from Bayern Munich for Harry Kane and the ball is now as uh, as we sit here in Harry Kane's court as far as how it progresses from here. Clearly, as has been quite widely reported over the last couple of weeks uh, or the last few days, I should say, uh, Harry Kane was maybe less certain about that move than uh, than he was earlier in the summer. So yeah, we're, now we're kind of playing a waiting game, which is not a situation that I, I think we were really expecting to find ourselves in. I think we thought a, an agreement between the two clubs would be the end game and that would be it and it would be the signal that it was all over. But it seems like it's only really kind of moved us into the next chapter of this incredibly protracted, frustrating and painful affair. Tim Spears, you follow Spurs close up a few months ago and now from a, a, a more respectable distance. Um, you, I think everyone knows my view that the, from with my Spurs head on, I'm not a businessman. I don't run a football club. I don't even run a Welk stall um, that is beyond value. So, but are you, um, from a slightly more distant perspective, surprised or not surprised that Spurs have accepted whatever it is, 85 million quid for Harry Kane? Yeah, very surprised. I think um, it's not a huge surprise that Bayern have put in another offer. Um you know, we've heard from a lot of people about this supposed deadline of, of this weekend when the season starts, which is, feels a bit strange to me. But anyway, that it is what it is. And I just assumed that that bid would be batted away and we'd be seeing Kane line up against Brentford on Sunday. Certainly with the window change, you know, that, that we discussed on the on the pod early this week, it did feel like the momentum had halted um, and that Kane was warming to the idea of staying, which of course he may well still be. So this is, I mean, it's such a curveball for them to to say, yes, we're happy with that price and we're happy for you to leave, Harry. Um, I'm amazed, really, at the 
you know, it's, it's, it's been slightly twisty turny this this uh, this saga, um, but we all expected it to end. Well, we're coming to the idea of expecting it to end a certain way, and now all bets are off. Really, it's hard to call at this moment, very moment in time. So we, we we await the decision of Harry Kane, which is how it's being sold to us. And I think that's deliberate, by the way. Um, I'll be very very happy if he stays, and I'll be apoplectic if he goes. Um, because James, the next question is: take away whether he's going or not now, because we cannot have any knowledge of that decision. That is being thrashed out with him, his family, uh, et cetera, as we speak. What does it say about Tottenham Hotspur that they are prepared to accept any bid for their for not just their best player, but their, their current captain and long before he was captain, their talisman? Yeah, I mean, I think it, in a way it probably says more about what's happened over the last kind of four or five years than it does where they have been going over the last four or five weeks. Um, clearly, it feels like there are kind of big positives to be taken from pre-season. Uh, and in terms of the transfers that they've uh, that they've done so far this window, or in terms of the incomings, it's all been very, it's all seemed very encouraging for the season ahead. Uh, but clearly that, kind of level of investment and thought and planning hadn't been going into uh, the club's approach to transfer windows, uh, particularly often over that time period. And that has been part of the reason that Spurs have declined from a team who were you know, competing for Premier League titles and in a Champions League final uh, to now not even being in Europe at all. So I, I would say this situation, and the reality of the situation is, you know, even if Harry Kane decides he doesn't want to go to Bayern Munich this summer. As it stands, he'll still be out of contract next summer. And you would, if you were a betting man, Danny, you would probably say he's probably going to go and join someone else next summer instead. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not sure Spurs fans should necessarily be too enthusiastic about this news just yet. It, it probably increases the chances of him playing for Tottenham in the season ahead, which I know from the conversations that we've had on this podcast for you, is that is like the main thing, right? So any, anyone who thinks that should, should be, I think, relatively happy that this does improve the chances of him playing for Tottenham in 23-24. Uh, but in terms of the longer term, I, I don't think this necessarily moves the dial too much. Like, I don't think this is a sign that he's going to he's gonna, he's gonna commit to the club. No, no, I wouldn't say that it's either. A sign no, no. That it would be a sign that he doesn't want to join Bayern Munich. No, no, and at the end of his contract, as he's legally and personally absolutely allowed to do, um, he can probably negotiate some quite extraordinary um, terms and conditions to ply his trade, to use the cliche, at Spurs or elsewhere. Um, I was interested, though, in what you're saying, because, Tim, the acceptance of this bid, without an obvious replacement being in place, and I do understand there is nobody to replace him, means that, in my mind, we go back to, let's take the high-water mark that uh, James mentioned there, either the challenge for the Premier League title or let's take the, the Champions League final. Most people would say that's a pretty high place for a club to get to. If Kane goes and then the bid has been accepted, the only starter from that final left in the, in, the, in, the, in the team will be Son. And I would put it to you that of the starting 11 that night, not one of them has been replaced with a better player. There's a possibility that Bissouma, ill-used last season, is a better player than Winks. But right now, it is it is a fact, I would say to you, that there's, for whatever sets of reasons, changing managers, 
bad recruitment. They have not improved one position in that team of four or five years ago. Yeah, I agree. To pick up James's point as well, if anything, this is a sign that he won't sign a new contract, if anything, that they've accepted the bid. Just just, just to point that out, in my opinion, you know, we don't know whether he's prepared to sign one, but, but perhaps there's a scenario here, and this is just conjecture from me, that, you know, he's told Levy he won't sign a new contract, in which case the position becomes clearer for Spurs to accept a bid now or not. But in terms of the timing, I mean, Postacoglu must be absolutely pulling his hair about. It's a nightmare situation for sure, and the fact that Spurs are prepared to let him go um, at this time, August the 10th, with the season starting in two days' time, um, throws their plans into chaos, really. I know you can say Richarlison comes into the team, but um, they've planned to have him in. postacoglu has been planning for two or three months to have Kane in the team, albeit with a slight possibility he may go. Trying to spend that money wisely and successfully in the next 20 days feels like a long shot to me at this moment in time. Well, you know, it's 86 million euro, 86 million pounds. Let's be frank. Let's say there's agents fees involved in that. So let's call it 75 million to be generous. Um, when Southampton, a team in league in the second tier of English football, demanding 50 million plus for a midfielder who has played less than 30 Premier League games, I think you can see how far 75 million quid might be going in the current market in, in England. Um, and that's nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. That is just what, what's going on in England. Um, the I, I don't understand, um, James, the, the economics of this really, insofar as um, I'm hearing people say they that uh, Daniel Levy had, had someone had to to accept the the bid if Kane is not going to sign a new contract. Whereas I don't, you know, I don't really get that because. Another year with with Harry Kane is, to me at least, um, preferable to a year without him. Um, and you know, and seventy five million quid. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would agree, but I guess the other fear is the possibility of him running down his contract and going to uh, Arsenal, or Chelsea. I guess. I mean, I, don't, I I have no idea how likely that is, but obviously, it wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be something that I would imagine Daniel Levy would want to have happen on his watch twice. Uh, if it did happen again, it'd probably be worth looking inward on that and trying to decipher how that happened. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, mirror time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I suspect that's that's the biggest issue. I I, I don't imagine you know the, these figures. That's not a small amount of money, eighty-six million pounds to anyone, but to a club the size of Tottenham. With the amount they're charging for ticket prices, which is a thing we will, I promise we will eventually talk about on the podcast again. There is going to be a written piece. We are going to come back to it before the Man United game. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, that, that amount of money shouldn't be the be-all and end-all. Like if there's a possibility of having a, play, a player of Kane's magnitude, I mean, what is the chances that Spurs are going to, have a, are going to find a player as good as Harry Kane again in the next... 15, 20 years? If we go back the other way, who would you say, how far back are we going before there's a player better than Harry Kane? Are we going all the way back to Jimmy Greaves? No, probably, uh, Bale was as effective as him in, in, at his absolute peak. Yeah. A shorter time period though, probably, I mean, yes. if you compared Bale's last season to any Kane season, then... If, if it's if it's brilliance over a period of time, you could bring Greaves into the argument, but it is arguable he is, it is arguable he is Spurs' greatest ever player now. Um, and yet, uh, for the sake of 
What is Trump changed to these big corporations who now run these football clubs? They're prepared to let him go. Yeah, in today's day and age, the money is not as nowhere near as great as it once was. If you look at the players that the spare players in Spurs' squad at the moment, and there are quite a lot of them to be honest. You know, I was I was looking at the squad list a couple of nights ago. You look at a, you look at your basic squad of twenty two. I won't go through them now, but people can work it out. And then you've got a lot of spare players here that can move on this summer. You're talking about Lloris, who hasn't gone yet. You're talking about maybe Perisic. You're talking about maybe Brian Hill and Dombele, Sanchez, Tanganga, Spence, Joe Rodon, maybe Lacelso. There are a lot. That's there. A, that's a whole team. It, it 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 pretty much is. There's like nine, ten, maybe eleven, depending on who you, who you'd want to shift out there. They're spare players, okay. If you add up the wages alone of them, of those guys, and a lot of them will be on a hundred towards two hundred grand. Not a lot, sorry. A few will be on a hundred towards two hundred grand. You're talking about. Perisic, Lloris and Ndombele being at the top bracket, right? Then you look at Lacelso and Sanchez, they'll be on really good money. And then, okay, there's a few at the bottom end like Spence and Rodon. If you take 50 grand as an average there, as an average wage for those players and times it by 10, um, that's £26 million a year just in wages. If you then think of the transfer fees that you could get for a few of those, I don't know, maybe you could double that and get £50 million for players that you, do, that you don't even, that are irrelevant to the club at the moment. So, okay, this... But it's maths for dummies here. But anyway, you can say maybe 50 million there. Then you look at the, the goals that Harry Kane will score next season. Um, they'd have a far more, much greater chance of getting back into Europe. Who knows, that could that could be the Champions League, hypothetically. Um, you look at the money they'll finish for, they'll earn for, uh, for finishing higher in the Premier League. You look at merchandise. There's a there's a lot of money there to be gained from Harry Kane staying as well. So yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. The finances of it um, are certainly not, by no way, by no means whatsoever, the only factor at play here. I've been tweeting irregularly about this since this morning, including putting up the little speech I made two weeks ago about how worthless the money is because of how much Harry Kane means to the club and to us, the supporters. Um, and again, one doesn't want to be over dramatic, but what does it say about the relationship between the club, Daniel Levy, I guess is the name above the door, and uh, and its supporters, because, of course, people who follow me on Twitter do so because generally, largely, broad brush, they like what I say. But the level of support I've had today, just people saying you're spot on, Danny, is extraordinary. Normally, I get some pushback, very little pushback today. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean I'm mean, i sort of stealing someone else's point here, but uh, I've seen someone compare it to the ticket pricing thing in that you know, you, you're talking about the bean counters and, you know, totting over on the abacus. Uh, and, you know, the amount of money that uh, they've put up ticket prices this year is what, like, kind of £2 million in real terms to them. But it, to your average fan is a, a ludicrous amount of money. It's, you know, chump change to the club, uh, you know, a, a big amount of money to your average fan. And this is a similar thing where it kind of feels like they've completely ignored any sense of sentiment or really even like sporting success just to kind of claw back a bit of cash. And like I say, look, I'm sure they would argue that they also want to avoid something horrible happening in 12 months' time, and that may well be the case. But I I don't know. I think you've kind of kind of stick your neck out a little bit sometimes, haven't you? I mean, look, I mean, what's the best case possible scenario? Harry Kane plays Spurs at Brentford on Sunday, and I know we're going to come on to that in a minute. You know, he starts the season in a Spurs shirt. He's here on September the second. He starts the season okay. The team is doing well. He's, uh, you know, enjoying playing for Postecoglou and he's getting on well with him, which I understand is the case already. 
Um, you know, the team look like they have an opportunity to get into the top four or whatever else, or win a trophy or whatever as we get into October, November. It's good atmosphere around the club. Does he then act, does does he then think? Well, maybe, maybe I could sign a new contract. Now, I'm not suggesting that is going to happen, but it isn't impossible. Should should the club be striving to make that happen rather than just giving up in fear of losing him for nothing next year? The three options were that um, he would sign a contract right now because I want him to, that he would stay at Spurs and work towards that and maybe leave for another end of the season. And when his legal obligation to the club is is fulfilled, or Spurs would accept some tr- some piffle from Bayern Munich, having pretended to resist it all through the summer, and Harry Kane goes. We are now at the worst of the, th- of the three possibilities, it seems to me. What about Postacoglu and all this, Tim? Um, I've, got, I've got a beady eye on him as well, because if he knew this was... Well, he must have asked before he moved, are you going to hang on to Harry Kane? Presumably they said yes, and now we are where we are. Because if he, if he knew there was a possibility of Kane going, then I think he's complicit in it. And right now, even if he's if he's completely innocent in it, he's got what was already a, a pretty raggedy ass preseason in tatters around him. I'm sure he'll be aware that this was a possibility. Um, he's not going to be blind to that. It's obviously massively disrupted his preparations. I think if Kane doesn't play on Sunday, then Richarlison can play, and they can still beat Brentford, no problem. And they've still got a good team. And we discussed the other week about how. Um, Richarlison can have a promising season and fit in with Postacoglu's tactics. But in terms of going forward for the rest of the season, that's the problem. And the fact that they'll have this money that'll be so difficult to spend in the next few weeks. You know, we've seen uh, the issues that West Ham have had trying to spend the Declan Rice money. And, and another, you know, what once, once clubs know what, what you've got to spend, it becomes so much more difficult, especially in the final weeks of August. So it, it, it depends where they want that money to go, whether they've got targets lined up already. Um, and you'd like to think that they would do because this has been a strong possibility for several months now. But yeah, it's an absolute, it's a worst case scenario for him. You lose, you, you lose your best player two days before the start of the season, potentially. It's a, it's, it's a nightmare. However, he must, he must be clued in on some level as, as to what's been going on here. I'd be amazed if you didn't know. I don't know about the word complicit, but I'd be amazed if you didn't know. Yeah, I think there's a difference between being complicit and not being oblivious to it. I mean, look, oh, none no, of us were oblivious to it. We all knew it was a possibility. Sure. And it was a, it was something that was out of our hands. And I guess maybe he he felt the same. Well, I, meant, I meant if he knew there was a strong possibility before he took the job. Um, because then he's been misleading us. It's, it's a separate issue. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's fair. Okay. I'm not sure. Go on. I, I don't think at any point he's ever said Kane would definitely be playing for Spurs this season, has he? Or suggested anything like that? No, no, he hasn't. He hasn't done he's that. He's kind of straight batted those questions the whole way through, and he's been asked them a lot, and he'll be asked them even more on Friday in his press conference. Well, I, I hope you're, that the, the many marionettes that you control, James, uh, will be asking that exact question. Uh, because otherwise, if you know, if you thought this was a distinct possibility, what's he signed up to? He signed up to manage to decline. That's no place to be. Well, he's managing the rebuild, though, surely. We finished eighth last season, Danny. I mean, I, even if Harry Kane does go, they should be aiming to do better than that. They won't do. They won't do without Kane. We were supposed to be doing our, our season predictions, and we are we're not. Well, okay, I'll give you a prediction now. If Harry Kane leaves, Spurs will finish higher than eighth. 
Okay. I mean, that doesn't sound like a big prediction, but they will. I believe they'll finish eighth or lower without him. And, uh, uh, in fact, I'll say that they'll finish higher than sixth. If wow. What? There you go. Have that. Who are they, who are they finishing ahead of? All those loser teams. Wolves and some others. That's <laughs> unbelievably unnecessary, by the way. When I first got this gig, I was told, watch out for James Moore. It can be a little bit pessimistic, a little bit negative. On the contrary, think Spurs to finish sixth. On the contrary, turns out he's Mary Poppins, which is just <laughs> fantastic. Right, we can, we can do this if you want. No, no, we uh, won't do it. No, 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 I'll do it very yeah. quickly. I'm not saying Arsenal. I'm not saying we'll finish with Arsenal, no. but Arsenal, Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, all in Europe or upper level in Europe on last season. It's a completely different kettle of fish. It's a whole new thing to contend with. They're all going to find that more difficult. Arsenal obviously strengthened their squad really well. I'm sure they'll be fine. Sadly, uh, yeah. Those other three, we'll wait and see. Uh, Brentford, they're not going to do as well. And then there's a, who else finished above us? I mean, what? Yes, I'm, you know, I'm giving you Man City, maybe Arsenal, probably Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, United. Chelsea. Chelsea, TBC. Uh, you know, they're not playing midweek either. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, everyone else is going to be rubbish. The Wolves are going to go down. Shut up. They are. That was going to be one of my predictions, right. but we can't do it Can now. we cut that out? We'll do it Monday, um, unless unless something else has happened. Um, Listen, we have to get on to, to, to Brentford. There's no point, I think, going much further um, where we don't know the outcome yet. We've hung on, clung on as long as we could during the day, which has only made it seem more torturous, I must say. Um, all I'll say, and I'll happily uh, leave the last word to yourselves, the actual acceptance of the bid by Daniel Levy is a moment where I may be tipped into, or just maybe the scales have fallen from my eyes, but maybe I'm tipping over now into perhaps... This reveals a lack of ambition at the club in its most naked form. I found the acceptance of the bid shoddy and senseless. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I'd add to that is it, it or the only thing I would cling to, and I, I, I do broadly agree with that point, I, I, I think it's awful. If they have an amazing plan that they pull out of the fire in the next three weeks, then fair enough. But that would involve like not just spending 86 million quid, it would involve like, you know, uh, spending maybe double that on like another amazing centre back, uh, improving in midfield, bringing in at least one forward, you know, properly like bolstering the squad with like loads of really good players, then fine. But if they did that, then they may as well have just spent 80 million quid now to try and convince Kane it's worth staying, right? Mary Poppins. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Yeah, welcome back to um, The View from the Lane. As we, Today we're with me, Danny Kelly, Tim Spears and James Moore. Um, of course, and this is what people like Daniel Lieber rely on, the football circus goes forward, regardless of how pained uh, we may all feel about events of the last 12 or 15 hours. And Spurs have their first fixture in less than 72 hours. Um, Tim, they play, we know that they're going to Brentford. What if Kane hasn't made the decision public? Will he play? Um, I think I think he will, to be honest. I don't know. I th- I th- we, we were talking about his state of mind in Monday's pod. And saying how well, it's clearly very different to you know last time with Man City, and he's he's happy to play, and he's just scored four goals against Shakhtar, and we didn't envisage any issues. The fact the bid's been accepted does that really does that really change that? Well, all right. If he decides he doesn't want to go to Bayern, and like you know, by the time people listen to that, we and they may have a far better idea if that is the case. But if he decides he doesn't want to go there, like presumably he's kind of decided that before now. Like, like, I, I, you know, like it, it, so he must have decided that at some point over the last. Why few didn't weeks. he just shut Bayern down then, so that they don't make absolute mugs of themselves? That's the question, isn't it? I don't think Bayern making mugs of themselves, uh, mugs of themselves, is the thing we really need to worry about. I agree. I think it's I all agree. the other stuff. That's another podcast entirely, isn't it? Yeah. I guess financially, he's he'll have already agreed his terms, length of contract. That will all be done. It's 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 the timing that's changed everything here, right? That in, in my eyes, anyway. You know, he he said he wanted it done by the start of the season for whatever reason. It's now very very tight to that deadline. He might think it's too tight. Um, things have changed with with Spurs in the last few weeks. He's we, by all accounts, he's in, he's really enjoying training with Postacoglu. It's a club looking happy for the first time in a while um, after three 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 or four years of pragmatic managers. Uh, safety first managers. You know, it looks like he's going to enjoy his time in this Miserable team this season. Podcasters. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, the the one thing that we never really discuss in these transfer sagas is home life, his family, and his 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 wife's pregnant, and you know, 
that that's that's has to be a factor. Oh, maybe, right? maybe he'll take the view from the lane out then and just take paternity leave for six months. <laughs> that seems to be the way the way to get out of work these days. Yeah, well, who would we get on loan for six months if he took six months? Well, we've months already up? got Tim, bless him. We can't have Tim playing at centre forward. It can't be someone for Wolves. Who plays up front for Wolves these days? I don't know. Tim, what you, I mean, what kind of team do you think he's going to put out? He can't play all four attacking defenders. That's just that's just not going to work at, at Brentford, is it? We're talking football now. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I suspect he can't play both attacking fullbacks, and that might benefit someone like Emerson Royale. And yeah, I mean, you know, watching the, the highlights of the Barcelona match, I was feeling pretty, pretty optimistic and excited. Definitely, really looking forward to Sunday. Um, just in terms of the way that they're going to approach it, you know, and that's with or, with or without Kane. Let's be honest. So I think I think there's still reasons to be. Whatever happens next forty eight hours, from a purely uh, football point of view and watching the team, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they go. And I think they're going to have a really fascinating season, um, and could be one of the surprise packages of the Premier League and go from one of the worst teams to watch in the Premier League to one of the best. So yeah, why wouldn't you want to be you know why wouldn't you want to be part of that? Um, it's interesting. Um, you talk about frame of mind. It was Brentford away last season when people were doubting whether Kane should play eight days after missing his penalty in the World Cup quarterfinal. And, um, of course, you know, what did he do? He turns up and scores a goal. Could have scored, could have scored two or three. He'll be, he'll, be, he'll be fine if he plays. He has repeatedly shown an ability to float above virtually, except ankle injuries. Nothing else stops him, does it? You know, um, it, even playing in poor teams doesn't appear to stop him. I mean, again, I sort of broadly agree, but the one thing that did knock him out of his stride was the whole side with Man City in 2021, wasn't it? That's the only kind of period in the last like six, seven years. But he missed. He missed. He missed the first game and he came off the bench in the second game. Yeah, and I think he scored like kind of two or three goals in the first like four months of the season or something, wasn't it? Um, listen, the Brentford game will come. We'll see who plays. It's going to be a difficult game anyway. Um, they and I make Spurs as having a decent chance of winning it with or without Kane, but that 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 we'll see what happens. I'm going to leave the last word with you, James, past you, and with all due respect to you, Tim, um, because um, you're the one who's been sat at the desk for the last, as I say, since virtually dawn this morning trying to make sense of this. Let me ask you now, you know what I want. What do you want to happen, James? I mean, look, I would I would love for Harry Kane to sign a new contract at Tottenham, for, for, for the, no, to Kane to not leave, uh, for Bayern to start the season, as I was saying before, things to be going well. Pasta Coglu, arm around the shoulder, yada, yada, yada. Good vibes. Lots of goals. Banter with Madison. Golf with Madison, probably. Um, that's the key, isn't it? Uh, and then, yeah, November, mid-November, Spurs flying high in the league, having not been knocked out of the League Cup by Fulham. Uh, Kane signed a new contract and everyone's happy. Even me. Even me. I mean, it seems it seems a daft question, really, to ask. No, it isn't. I mean, I think that's what most people want to happen. No one wants him to leave, surely. There are people on that t- Twitter timeline of mine. Is it's time for him to go? Take the- but these are people who are obsessed with the modern issue of, pe- of 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 transfers. They just want transfer money to move around. It's pointless. They're not going to sign anyone better. They're not going to, you know. I, I don't know loads about Gift Auburn, but he isn't going to be as good as Harry. I Kane like his name so far. It's good I'm name. Boy, all the way, Team Auburn. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but after that, I don't know much about him either. And that, I'm a pretty close observer of um, 
of European football. Um, Tim, thank you. James, thank you. Just to remind you, the show still has its own, well, has its own official home on Twitter. That's at VFTL Podcast, at VFTL Podcast. Uh, we're back with our usual um, scheduling for the whole of the new season, twice a week, free to you and available wherever you get your podcasts, ad-free at The Athletic. Um, so sign up and make the most of our summer deal right now. That's just one ninety nine a month for 12 months at theathletic.com forward slash Spurs pod. The next few hours should be interesting. The next pod definitely will. Bless you all. Cheers for now. The Athletic.